We're joined by Sammy. Uh, how's the Advil? <laughs> yes, I uh, woke up 10 minutes ago, 15 minutes ago. <laughs> um, and then I kind of had a low-key had a little headache. And so I had to take a little Advil, delaying the start of the podcast by a few minutes. So we are sorry uh, to all, all the listeners out there. <laughs> shame on you, man. <laughs> tight schedule. Yes, it is. During quarantine, there's so much going on. <laughs> yeah well we did have the nfl draft at least to provide some entertainment um and yeah man I, we can just dive into talking about the draft why not yeah yeah i was uh, w- first off what would you like to think of the whole like kind of production of the day them uh you know kind of doing it obviously yeah. from you know not not live and in the studio and stuff like that right yeah you know i thought it went pretty well i mean a couple picks in you know after the initial kind of shock not shock of it but after the initial kind of weird feeling to it we got a couple picks in and I kind of realized myself I I didn't even really notice that it was online I mean obviously you can tell but you just weren't really I personally just wasn't really thinking about it once I was thinking about the picks and just seeing the players getting drafted it just didn't really make too much of a difference to me I thought it went pretty well and wasn't wasn't too much different than any other year yeah I completely agree with you I was like Right, the, the the first pick, you're kind of like you're like, oh, like this, you know, just kind of right. feeling out a little bit. It's odd, but they, they really like it, it. Didn't really change anything. The only thing that you could say that maybe they missed was like, you know, the crowd noises uh, every time. You know, like Goodell walked right. up, but it was almost funnier watching Goodell try to talk to the fans on the TV. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that was and he really... still got he still got booed from online too. Which was... <laughs> yeah. Which is, it was good to see him joking around about that. Yeah, but. yeah, I like the Bud Light commercial where he's like, "Where the yeah. booze at?" Or whatever, like that was cool. But, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, you know, it, yeah, it was great. It was like it was exactly what the country needed. I mean, like it was the highest ratings ever. Uh, yeah, and and it was just like it was the first thing we talked about in the last podcast. Like the first thing that like we got that wasn't taken away from us was March Madness, the NBA, yeah. the NHL, and some of the stuff, boxing, UFC. All, I mean, all this stuff. Um, some some of it, you know, NBA might be coming back somewhat soon, but but it's right. it's just so exciting to see like you know picks and t- they're talking about the NFL and not how if the NFL will start on time, just the NFL. Right. Right. Exactly. I think um, I it seems to me that things are moving forward and progressing well in the you know department of the pandemic, and I'm optimistic about it. And it was good to see the draft and see some players that we're going to be hopefully seeing and so i'll just i'll ask you what was your what was the who do you think was a big winner from the draft um i think the the dolphins like we were kind of saying before you know it's kind of like a lot of the draft uh revolving around them because they had three picks they were at the top uh number five i'll say an excellent draft uh just getting to uh getting austin jackson usc to protect him and then uh a nice corner in noah Benaby. um i can't say his last name but um yeah. Uh, uh, and Robert Hunt's in the later rounds to, to really bolster that O line. The Dolphins head in the right direction. They really helped their defensive free agency, really focus on the offense and um, the draft. Uh, I, I like what your Giants did. Actually, I don't know if they won the draft. I, I thought that getting uh, Xavier Xavier McKinney in the second round yeah. was a great pick. I mean, a lot he, a lot of uh, uh, mock drafts had him going nineteen the Raiders. So to get him there, uh, I actually I, I I love what my Chiefs did. Just for as the Chiefs fan perspective, I love getting Hilaire at thirty two, and uh, then able to get Willie Gay back in the second round. It's exactly what we needed. We needed 
Damian Williams is fantastic, but we need another running back to complement. And then getting a, a fast middle linebacker in the second round to really go sideline to sideline was exactly what they needed. Um, so, so yeah, I, I thought a lot of teams – the Ravens, I thought – I'll let you have it. The Ravens thought it a really good draft. Um, so, I thought a lot of teams did really well. well what about you? Yeah, man, I'm heading to the, the desert for adventures with the Arizona Cardinals, man. I mean, yes. I wanted the Giants to take Isaiah Simmons at four, and he fell to the Cardinals. And listen, this is, this is already a Cardinals team that has had a great offseason, and since the second half of last season – has been their stock has been increasing ever since about uh you know halfway through last season they weren't great but they were getting better with a young uh rookie of the year type quarterback and now they get a tra- a potential transcendent um linebacker that much fit in any scheme and I think the NFC West is going to be stacked next yeah yeah I I um I might glitch there a little bit but yeah I I I, I they I mean, they won free agency and a lot of the drafts. I mean, to get DeAndre Hopkins and then turn around and get Isaiah Simmons falling to you. At first, I brought up your Giants. At first, I was like, what are the Giants doing? Like, when I was like, I was like, what? Like, getting Andrew Thomas. Like, right. like it's just kind of – but then the more that I thought about it, I'm like, you really are investing in Barkley and Daniel Jones with that pick. And, like, although Isaiah Simmons is the sexy pick and that's the one – you know, it's almost risky kind of for Dave Gettleman for him – to pick Thomas because Isaiah Simmons is the sexy pick that everyone like wants. And you're like, Oh, Isaiah Simmons. But to go with, with Thomas was, was a very smart, like, you know, investment. I mean, he's going to be there for 12 to 15 years and you're thinking he's going to be a star left tackle. So, um, you know, I, I thought Gettleman, even though he, I mean, he gets a lot of crap, he's not a very good manager. Uh, <laughs> uh, actually, actually had a nice draft considering the pressure. Yeah. You know, I I don't really like what the Giants did for the reason that Andrew Thomas could be a great player, right? I mean, for all we know, I mean, he's obviously a great talent at tackle. He's probably he's probably a great player. But I am wary of taking tackles in the top five picks of the draft because when you're looking to those, you know, top picks in the draft, you're really looking for someone who is just an ab- absolute specimen, a flash in the pan that you've maybe – never seen before and I know that the tackle is a safe pick especially when you have a young quarterback back there but I really think that the Giants have too many holes to have the luxury of sort of taking the safe pick um I think they really just needed to go for the best player available which in my opinion was Isaiah Simmons yeah yeah I mean I mean you're the Giants fan you 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 know exactly everything about him but yeah it is it is Isaiah Simmons was definitely the sexy pick so it'll, it'll be interesting to see what what kind of backlash Gettleman gets around that if, if Isaiah Simmons turns out to be the superstar that everyone thinks he's going to be. Um, a team that I thought had a really nice draft, kind of forgot to mention there, uh, was the Broncos. I thought the Broncos did really well. I mean, they were kind yeah. of kind of copycat in the Chiefs. Is, I mean, literally what they're trying to do. But getting Judy and in the second round, getting Hamler, um, I mean, really two, two nice wide receivers. Hamler was kind of slept on. And, yeah. and I, I, the AFC West, I thought every team had a pretty good draft. I mean, the Chargers got, uh, you know, Herbert and then traded back up Kenneth Murray. Even they got, like, K.J. Hill in the seventh round, which I was like, how is he still there? Like, it was kind of – I mean, he was yeah. a nice player at, at Ohio State. Um, and the Raiders were a little little questionable. I mean, they got Henry Ruggs. So, so I mean, he's going to be a nice player. But getting uh, Damon Arnett at 19 was kind of questionable. Like, I didn't really understand that. Yeah. But, you know, I guess John Gruden, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, I mean – 
I have to say, the draft seems to be going um, pretty chalk for the first for the first little bit of it, and then all of a sudden you see the Packers take Jordan Love. Yeah. In the in the surprise of the draft, what do you think about that? I, it's tough because I, I really like Jordan Love. Like I think he's going to be really good, but at the same time, I do understand why if you're a Packers fan or if you're Aaron Rodgers being upset, not in some people like not at Jordan Love obviously, but the Packers front office right. or like. You know, Aaron Rodgers does – I mean, they haven't spent a first-round pick on a skill position since he was drafted. So, it's like it, – I understand being a little like, are you serious? We make that NFC Championship game, and I, I need weapons. And then, you know, there's a lot of guys there. You're thinking of Brandon Ayuk right there. Could have been really nice for Aaron Rodgers. Um, but, 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 you know, they went Jordan Love. I think it is smart. It's uh, In some ways, it sends a message to Rodgers, kind of what the Mahomes and Smith uh, deal did. But – I don't know. I mean, Rodgers is still just 36, so you're thinking like, you know, maybe three, four years at least of, of prime play left or, or high level. Not maybe not prime play, he's not in his prime anymore, but right. like high level play. Right. So and maybe this this pick next year, but you know, I mean, k- kudos to the balls in Green Bay to, to to do it. I mean, yeah, pretty crazy. He's got a lot of backlash for, it, but but if if really Rodgers takes Love under his wing, Love's gonna be really good. Yeah, yeah, I have mixed thoughts about it. I mean, on one hand, I'm not – I don't think that Jordan Love is all that great, and I certainly don't think he's good enough to constitute a first-round pick for a team that just made the NFC Championship and has arguably one of the best quarterbacks of all time, still playing at a fairly high level. But with that being said, and because obviously Jordan Love, you know, I, I know you don't love to delve too much into college statistics, but he regressed for his senior year. He threw 20 touchdowns and 17 picks at Utah State. So I don't think he's all that great. But with that being said, I don't think there was many places better for Jordan Love to go than Green Bay. Because let's be honest, Jordan Love, for all the physical talent that he might have and raw talent, he wasn't ready to start on day one. Uh, I think that was clear to everyone. So on a team like the Packers, where that's not expected of him, uh, it might work out well in a few years. Yeah, I, I thought the, I thought the Packers were – I mean, I was surprised they took him. I thought, you know, if you got to the back end of the first round, the Packers could be interesting. And then I thought – I would have the Steelers would be in on Jordan Love. Um, I Just considering Big Ben's injury history and how he's getting up there in age, I thought that would right. be an interesting uh, pick. But, you know, again, it's kind of funny. You, you got to wonder, like, Big Ben, not really into mentoring. You can tell with Mason Rudolph last year. And then Aaron Rodgers, like, you know, if you're Aaron Rodgers, like, part of you is, like, I mean – the same thing happened where I took Far's spot, but then, you know, do I really want to mentor this kid to take my spot? So it's kind of a weird, right. weird mindset for him. So it'd be interesting to see what he, he does with that. Right. Well, we're about 11 minutes in, so we'll take a quick pause here and then get back with some more talk on the Packers and some talks on who, who the losers of the draft were. All right, we are back from a quick little break. We were just uh, talking about the um, uh, Jordan Love to the Packers and some of the other quarterback kind of, uh, you know, we're about to kind of intro into uh, Jalen Hurts, maybe the Eagles. So, so Ethan, what, what were you th- – you were kind of talking about how you had mixed feelings about it. What What do you think about Jalen Hurts to the Eagles? Yeah, I mean, initially it caught me by surprise because I didn't think he was um, a second-round talent. I wasn't even positive he was going to go – before Jake Fromm, let alone to go, what, four rounds before Jake Fromm? Jake Fromm was a sixth-round pick. Yeah. 
Yeah. So for the Eagles to have a 27 year old quarterback, this is a team that, I mean, they're spending a second round pick on a backup quarterback, which I don't think a team like the Eagles with holes on their team has the luxury to do. Um, after already making a questionable first round selection on Jalen Rieger with Justin Jefferson still on the board. Um, I mean, what do I know? But I didn't, I didn't like this draft from the Eagles. Yeah, it, it, they were, they were, a little, they kind of went out on a limb. I mean, part of you, like, you know, Jalen Hurts, uh, they were talking to Carson Wentz sound like before they picked him. Um, you know, so maybe you're thinking a Taysom Hill kind of guy. So, I mean, I guess like that, that's going to be tough for teams to defend, but a second round pick on a team that, that literally had the least receiving yards in the, or from receivers in the league and, and dealt with a bunch of injuries. Had a lot of guys are injury prone. Now I, I understand they did get Marquise. They get a lot of, a little, a lot of crap for it. And they did trade for Marquise uh, Brown later in the draft. So, so that's a nice gift for them. But yeah, picking Rieger was kind of like, I understand this pick more if you go Jefferson or you trade up and get a CD lamb or something, but, I mean, to go Rieger, is kind of, he was maybe, like, thinking about it as a high second-round pick, so a little questionable there, a lot of speed, but but not the most polished guy. And there were a lot of guys in this deep receiver class that were still there. You could have got Carson Wentz to really, you know, kind of uh, compliment him um, and, and, you know, get a really nice receiving because They also have Oswald Jeffrey and guys like that. But, you know, to go in – yeah, in the second round, I mean, he could be an interesting, interesting play for them, with the, again, like the Taysom Hill. But – I don't know. Second round when there's yeah they, they have a lot of needs like uh, they were awful in the secondary last year. I know they got Darius Slay, but right. you really you really aren't gonna you're gonna go a quarterback over a corner in the second round. Just some questionable moves and you know Jalen Hurts better be utilized in a in a, a Taysom Hill kind of way or you're gonna hear a lot of crap from from Eagles fans. Yeah. Um, well, with the topics of the quarterback sort of in Jalen Hurts, I know I was texting you about it, but were you surprised to see how far? down the drafts to the third day, Jacob Eason and Jake Fromm fell. Yeah. I mean, what was, well, we were kind of laughing, texting about it. it was how the Patriots kept trading back up. They traded back yeah. up like five times and then didn't take, I mean, they had to safety. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you're Jake Fromm or you're Jacob Eason. You must be like, kill me now. Like, honestly, yeah. like, you get your hopes up every time and then they take someone else. But yeah, it was surprising. I mean, I guess, I guess teams don't care about the, the big name school as much as they do as a guy in the later rounds, you know, taking a guy that, that maybe has a lot of raw talent. I mean, the, you know, Jake Fromm, the kind of, the kind of thing on him was it's like, doesn't have the, uh, excuse me, doesn't have the biggest arm, doesn't have all the stuff, but I mean, he was a winner at, at, he played at Georgia at a tough SEC, but you know, teams just seem to not care about that. They took a lot of, a lot of small school quarterbacks that maybe got the big arm or something like that um, to kind of fill out the roster and, and, it, it's interesting. I, the, the Patriots really surprised me. They must love this Stidham. I mean, because yeah. they, I, I mean, I get, I get if you love Stidham because we haven't really seen him yet. So it's like we're like, well, why, why are you going like that? If you really love Stidham, picking Eason or Fromm is not smart because if Stidham struggles early, then it's like, well, put Eason in or put you know one of these guys in. Um, but but you know, it's probably, you know they must be like, wow, like I can't believe I fell in the sixth round. Like I, I mean, I didn't have that. I thought I thought Easton would go in around like four or, or from or four or five, something like that. But the sixth round was was pretty wild fall. What about you? Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, we're talking about a guy, Jake Fromm, that going into last year, a lot of mock drafts had him as a top ten pick. You know, I had seen him in some mock drafts a while ago, obviously before this past college football season, as a potential number one pick. Um, so it, it's really interesting to see the free fall that happened to guys like 
from and Eason. Um, was there anyone else, not necessarily a quarterback in this draft that you kind of looked at and you were surprised to where they fell or one team that maybe picked up kind of a gem, uh, probably past where they should have been drafted? Um, I was surprised Zach Bond was there at the top of the third yeah. round. I, I mean, he was projected to the Chiefs actually a lot at the, at the bottom of the first. And for the Saints to get him in the third, um, the beginning of the third was pretty pretty interesting. I, I thought the Chiefs were going to go him. I actually love – I like the Willie Gay pick better um, just for us because I, I, I he's like – I love the guys that, you know, they talk about like <laughs> – he had some academic issues, so he missed like half the season. But um, no one cares about that. Yeah. We care about, you know. He said they said kind of first round talent on him, so I'm really excited about about him. Um, but yeah, Zach Bond, I thought was interesting in like uh, Matabuki. Justin Matabuki fell down the draft boards a little bit. Xavier McKinney, I was talking earlier yeah. about to your Giants. I mean, he went to the top of the second round, but that was a pretty surprising. Like a lot of people had the safeties really dropped. I mean, him. Yeah, Grant Delpit uh, to the Browns. Yeah, Grant. Again, you were talking about a guy like Jake Fromsberg. Grant Delpit, yeah, last year was projected a top five pick, yeah. and not even, not even at the end, like at the beginning of last year, like during yeah. the season, they're like this guy's a top five pick, and he, so he was the he best. Was, he won the award for the best safety of, in college football this year. Yeah, exactly. So it's like it's kind of surprising that he went where he did. I think that it pains me to say it. I hate the Browns, but I'm, I, I think they got a steal there. Yeah, but um, yeah. But what about you? We think any gems? Yeah, I totally agree. I was going to talk about Grant Delpit. I was also going to mention Christian Fulton who was a cornerback yes, that I thought yes. was going to go a little higher than he did. I mean, obviously, Okuda was a clear number one corner in the draft, but Fulton was a lockdown corner in college football all year. Um, and to see the, the Titans snag him was a big move. Yeah, and um, another guy, I really agree with Fulton. I, I really think Michael Pittman is going to be a great receiver yeah. for the Colts. I, I watched him literally every game in USC. He is I mean, he's 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 like Michael Thomas. He's built. He's tall. He gets jump balls, but he's also got some speed that, that people don't talk about as much. And I mean, with Philip Rivers, I think he is literally his perfect receiver. I mean, Rivers is king of throwing it up for the jump ball. He lets receivers go yeah. get it. And I, I think he's going to be tremendous. And for them to get for the, uh, another team, I kind of forgot about them that had a great draft. They didn't have a first round pick, and they were able to get um, him and Jonathan yeah. Taylor in the second yeah. round. Yeah. Which a lot of people, uh, Jonathan Taylor, they thought was a top ten pick, like not too long ago. So it's like it, it, to get these guys that really have been slept on a little bit. Yeah, look out for the Colts, man. I mean, the Colts, like you said, had a great draft. Jonathan Taylor for a second round running back. Uh, backs in college football history. I mean, from his freshman year to his junior year, he was just an anchor of that Wisconsin offense. And like you said, projected to go even higher. And for the Colts to get around in their second pick to give a guy like Rivers weapons like Pittman and um, Jonathan Taylor, I don't know, man. Watch out for the Colts, baby. Yeah, completely agree. I I, I think the Colts are going to be a good team this year. And, and anybody that, you know, sleeping on them because of Rivers. Rivers, Rivers still got some, some game left. Yeah, I was – you mentioned USC. I was a bit disappointed in the draft that the Washington Huskies had. I mean, Eason – Got drafted super late, obviously. Miles Bryant went undrafted. Hunter Bryant went undrafted. Some of these got signed. But Trey Adams, he was a few years ago, back in like 2017, projected. I remember he was projected number three pick in the draft, but thrilled with injuries. He had a combine, and it didn't help that when a reporter asked him um, – during the before the draft, what's one thing he would improve about his game? He was bigger dick, 
So that, that doesn't help his case either on top of a horrible combine. Hey, that's that's not a bad answer. Like, honestly, like, <laughs> well, if we're being honest, I know maybe the teams are looking for that. But, like, look, if anyone could wish for anything, I mean, like, come on. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's not a bad answer, but here, here he is now, undrafted, so. Yeah, yeah, I mean, a lot of – it was really deep draft, especially a receiver. I mean, there's a lot of receivers that yeah. – Again, like I was talking about Pittman and guys. I mean, if, um, oh, what's the guy that went to the Jets out of Baylor? Denzel Mims. Denzel Mims. Yeah, like he he was a guy in a lot of years would probably be like a fringe first round pick, and he fell all the way to the bottom of the second round. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. uh, the the receiver. I think there's gonna be a lot of really good receivers come out of this draft class. Yeah, I was gonna say even Colin Johnson, the big kid out of Texas, fell super late in the draft. I don't even remember yeah, where he yeah. went, but he was. He was, I mean, he fell super far. Yeah, and like Devin Duvernay out of Texas, he was a nice player. He went like the third, fourth round. KJ Hill, I couldn't believe this. The Chargers got him in the seventh round. I'm like, KJ yeah. Hill was like nasty at Iowa State a year ago. Like, like he was like, yeah. like their star weapon almost uh, outside of their running backs. But I was like, I was like, uh, to get him in the seventh round was pretty crazy. And somehow Jalen Rieger still went in the first round. Yeah, Jalen Rieger, Eagles. I know that's t- that's a tough place to like go to the Eagles on a reach because, you know, I mean, Eagle fans, let's just say, voice their opinion. Yeah. Um, it's not sure. like the Chargers where they're trying to find fans in the stands. Um, but, like, you know, the Eagles, like, like you better produce, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, uh, I just completely lost my train of thought there. But, yeah, we're talking about the <laughs> No, it's all right. We'll... We'll, we'll, we'll... I can't talk right now, so we'll um... – it's been another 10 minutes, so we'll get back for probably one more segment on the other side of this. All right. Well, now that I can talk, <laughs> got some water. Um, so we'll. What kind of thoughts do you have from the NFL draft? Well, yeah, I, just, I thought it was a really well-run production. It was really exciting knowing that it was, like, something to look forward to. You know, after it was over, I thought I, I was, like, I'm really glad. You know, I'm, I'm not a huge UFC guy, but Dana White announced that, like, May 9th there's going to be a big pay-per-view card. And it's, like, kind of something nice to look forward to. Because I, I kept thinking, I'm like, oh, after the draft, I'm going to be kind of bummed. Like, oh, like, what? when's the next thing coming? But um, it's, it's starting to, you know, get a little – exciting i mean i mean the, yeah. the the nba facilities are starting to open it sounds like may 8th um except for the you get this you're about this the atlanta hawks even though georgia's opening don't want to open their facilities so yeah. they're moving it I'm like first off who cares about the atlanta hawks number one and number yeah, two right, like right. just kick them out of the league yeah. yeah like for real like why are they holding everything up um but so that was kind of annoying yesterday it kind of pissed me off but you know, the the NBA. It sounds like the MLB might you know might have some contingency plans. Um, and everything's starting to sound like like instead of where yeah. a couple of weeks ago it was like, will this start again? It's starting to sound like it's more of a win, and that's exciting because you know we might we might have a really exciting summer with all this stuff going on where we don't normally have that. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, you know, just kind of hoping for all that, and and uh, how how are you passing the time on uh, coronavirus, COVID nineteen? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I completely agree with you, honestly. I mean, obviously sports aren't the number one priority and, you know, we're, we're able to, we've been able to sustain ourselves without sports for the past two months or so. Um, but 
you know, on the starting to think about how we're instead of thinking about how we're shutting things down, we're thinking about how we're um, safely opening things back up. So I do agree with you. I think that there's um, a lot of optimism right now, and I think we're definitely um, going to be on the right that we're definitely on the right track. Yeah, it's 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 definitely a little more positive outlook. It's just like, you know, but people not too long ago it was all like, you know, people. It's funny that if you would have asked, I was talking to you know, my mom about this. She was she was talking about how like she's a therapist, and some of her clients talk about how like if you know they had known that this was coming, the COVID kind of like uh, shelter in place, like they thought they would handle it a lot a lot worse. It's it's funny. It was like. And when they first announced the shelter in place and everything, it was kind of like, oh, my, like, what are we going to do? Like, no sports. No, we can't yeah. go anywhere. Like, what is going on? Um, but, you know, you kind of you, – once it's, like, after a while, you kind of just, like, accept it. Like, at first, it was – I felt the worst because you're like, wow, I have a month and a half of this, you know? And exactly. it's, like, you're thinking about it. Now it's kind of like, eh, whatever. Like, yeah, I'd like to get out. But at the same time, like, you know, it looks – you know, whatever. But – um, yeah. It, yeah, it is exciting. Just just hearing like it, it, it goes to show that the the power of sports. I mean, you see when we don't have sports, how much people care in the mental health of this country needs sports, and and it's exciting that they're starting to get practice. And one thing that might come out of this, I think, a greater appreciation of sports, as well as other things like going to a restaurant and going outside. I mean, we we always take sports for granted, and everyone loves them, but now it's like. You, you see what it's like without sports and without being able to watch sports and like that. So when, when they, when they come back, all this stuff, I, I think every league is going to have the highest ratings that they've had in, in a long time. Yeah. I completely going to watch a few NBA games. when <laughs> I might watch a few MLB games for you, buddy. I was thinking <laughs> that the other day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. If, if we, if we in, I don't know, February, no more sports for an indefinite period of time and we would be essentially forced to basically stay home for like two months and would have handled it but it's been a gradual sort of process where you didn't even completely realize what was happening until you were already yeah. fully in it only now we're kind of looking at it and we're starting to look at the light at the end of the tunnel yeah it's like the way they kind of did it like at first it was like I mean I know Seattle got it was kind of New York and then Seattle and then and then we, and everyone else kind of hit California, um, but yeah you know, at first it was like oh it's gonna be a couple weeks and then it was like oh, okay it's gonna be a month and then a lot you know like the fact that they gradually kind of did it like if you would, I think if you would have told people at the beginning like this is gonna be a, a two three month thing they would have been like what the hell yeah. are you talking like like but the the kind of incre- increments have helped people I feel a little bit. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, and it'll be, it'll be great when we get those sports back. Stephen A. About he thinks the NBA is returning in early July. So. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. I want. I wonder if would you like to just kind of close this out? Would you like to see in the NBA? Would you like to see them finish like a, a semi regular season and then do a playoff, or would you like to just go to the playoffs, or do like a tournament kind of March Madness thing? Uh, with with the teams, um, I would say do. I, assuming, say they are able to start playing by July, I would probably have two weeks or so of regular season games. Now, this, you know, this is my this is my thinking on 
two weeks of regular season games so that people aren't jumping right playoff. Um, and then I would do the playoff series, maybe not best of seven. Want this all? You don't want your season to be ending in like September when this and the next season is supposed to start. So maybe do best of yeah. three the first and then yeah um, when you get up to the conference finals or finals get it to that best of seven yeah you i definitely agree with you on that like like I, you want to have i feel like not maybe finish the whole regular season but two weeks of games to get guys you want those guys in the playoffs like you know rusty and not playing because it's just going to be sloppy and so like that you like two weeks of games maybe to get get their feet under them but uh, but yeah i mean it would just, it would, I'm, I'm, I hope the NBA comes back. It's, it's, it looks like it's going to. It would be a real shame. And I, I wonder if the Warriors were still intact like a couple of years ago and it was kind of like the Warriors was everybody. I really wonder if they would be coming back. But the way that this NBA season has gone and how there's multiple teams that have a real good case to be the favorite, um, it would be a real shame to not have a champion this season because, because this season is going to be one of the more famous seasons ever. Uh, people are gonna remember this 50 years from now, and and it would be it would be a real a real bummer to, to not have a champion. Yeah, um, I guess we'll close on that. I pretty much agree with what you said. Um, and just yeah, um, let me know if you want to hop on Battlefront with Nelson and I. And yes, sir. I keep telling you, you need to get Cod Warzone. I mean, I don't know, man. I've been playing a lot of playing a lot of front. I've been hopping on with Nelson. So. <laughs> Wait, are you okay? Which battlefront? You talking about the old old one or the the the, the one or two of the new ones? Yeah, Star Wars Battlefront Two, the one that came out in twenty seventeen. Okay, all right, I might have to hop on this. Well, Heroes vs. Villains action. Yeah, we don't really play Heroes vs. We because we get demolished. But it's Supreme. So. Okay, all right, I might get. I'll, it's free, right? Oh, but I don't, I don't think it's free, but. <laughs> Nelson told me it was free or something uh, on, on EA. I think so. No, maybe on EA. <laughs> yeah. What does Nelson know? Um, honestly? All right. Well, I'll, I'll see. I'll see you on there. All right. I'll see you later. <laughs>